Podcasting with Kerry Jones. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's podcast. This week, I head down to Garnfield Trout Fishery, one of the premier still waters in the country. I planned to fish the evening and into dark, but the rain which was forecast during the night came early. I did actually fish for about 20 minutes, maybe less, before the rain came. And the frustrating thing was there were fish starting to move. But I wasn't expecting it, so I didn't fancy getting wet. So I headed back to the lodge and recorded this week's podcast with owner Jamie. I chat with him in the cover of the lodge veranda. He talks about how the lake has been fishing and his retirement from being the Welsh bank team manager, his expectations for the months ahead, and his new addition that anglers wanted to stay over the bell tent. I love it, and I booked my place in September already. So welcome to my chat with Jamie Miller. Well, it's nice to be back, Jamie. Yeah, nice to have you back, Harry. I was hoping to have an evenings of fishing, but as hopefully the mics can pick it up, it started raining. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in for a, a dose. Yeah, but it's nice to hear we're sitting here uh, on the decking and under the the veranda you can see and you hear all the the raindrops around it's quite therapeutic and relaxing when... it is uh, and it's important as well to have rain this time of year any still water fishery owner uh you know it is it is it is a blessing this time of year and it puts you in good good stead for the rest of the summer then we missed it last year yeah um we were fortunate we had uh we had a couple of little uh, days of rain Either side, I think we had two little uh, heat heat waves last year, and we have a couple of days of rain between each one, and it saved us. Um, but this year, I, I mean, you know, and it's spring fed, isn't it? It is, and the, the spring is fully charged now, so it can throw at us what it wants in uh, in August and September, Indian summer if it wants, and we'd be fine. Well, I did come last. I think it was March, April. The time before that is to cover the international. Mm. You had you when you was the manager. Yep. And since then, you've given up the the position of the manager of the Welsh team. Yeah. How was it uh, been? Have you have been had more time to do something? Yeah, it's been quiet. <laughs> yeah. Particularly the WhatsApp. Yeah. But it, it's it was it was time. Uh, it was it was nine years. Obviously, two years. Uh, you can forget two years due to COVID, but uh, nine years overall, very enjoyable. Um, and I do miss certain aspects of it. You know the. The crack with the lads and uh, you know uh, but um, it was time for me to hang my hat up organized two inter- home internationals um, I promised I wasn't going to do a second one to myself but I did a second one enjoyed it but uh, it's time to pass it on to someone else now and, and uh, Matthew Pitt has taken yeah, it over Matthew now. Pitt has taken it over and, and uh, you know he'll do a great job and uh, I think they'll do very well uh, in October this year because you've got more time on your hands now then because it took, I can imagine it took a lot of time 
Do you actually fish much yourself? I've no? still not found much time to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to do, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to retire, I think. <laughs> Perhaps yeah. I might be able to do a bit of fishing. Is that possible? Yeah, I know. It's difficult. When you've got, when you've got a place like this, it's, you're constantly chasing your tail, doing jobs and things. Yeah. You know? but, do you uh, see the boys still, the team? Yeah, I mean, you know, summer summertime is a quieter time, you know. You know, it's... Um, but, you know, as a, as a bank manager, you would start, it would start to pick up now in, in you know, the end of August, coming into September. Um, obviously, I'm going to miss that this year. How has it been this year, the season for you? Good. We've had... Um, it was a very cold spring, if I uh, remember correctly. We had some tremendous rises, um, some of the best evening rises we've experienced for a number of years. Um, like clockwork, you know, about tea time, they'd start and uh, right up until it gets dark. Of course, then we had that unusual early heat wave uh, for Wales and it did curtail the, the rises towards the end of it, uh, you know, but um, yeah, we seem to be coming out of it now. So hopefully we'll, um, we'll get back to some really, you know, good early autumn kind of end of summer fishing. Yeah, well, I was hoping when I was driving down here tonight, I was going to get a warm summer's evening mm. where you're going to get fish coming up to the sedges. But yeah, you're not going to get it this evening. It's going no. To, it's going to really come down, I think, now in the next hour or two. Yeah, and fair enough, I had a 20 minutes on that pontoon mm -hmm. where you said there was a guy fishing last night and he had fish. And he did, he was fish starting to move. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just, he just had a... It just everything came came right with him last night. He had, I think, he had about 15 fish in the space of about two three hours, fishing those small little hothead diaws, yeah. um, which was nice because that was his, his last evening fishing here. He'd, he'd been staying here the last couple of evenings in in the meadow camp, and uh, yeah, left on a high, which is nice, always nice. Oh, you were staying over there, was he? Yeah, you staying. I noticed the that. That's the first there. time I've seen it. Was it this yeah. year you put that up? Was yeah, it? this this year we've started. Um, yeah, having guests. It's a bell like tent. That. Bell tent, you know, and he's got the, he's got the canopy, the table, the picnic table. He's got the campfire, so they can cook some food on there. It's, it's just a nice little place. I fancy it myself, to be honest. Eh? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> the thing is, you're spoiled for choice, really. You've got camping facilities, and you've got the cottages. I suppose if you do have words with Linda, you can always disappear. I, 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 to one I, of them. I, if, if as long as they're not occupied, otherwise I'd <laughs> have to start evicting people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but, can uh, no, it's. Uh, it is nice up there. It's nice and quiet. Um, you know, there's no electric up there, so I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a nice es a bit of escape. You know, it's yeah. just, uh, you know. It yeah. lends itself to that, doesn't it? Some people don't want that. No, I think I think it's coming more popular now, particularly for short breaks. It's like wild camping, yeah. popular. Yeah, that's it. I mean, people just want that kind of. It might be tough to begin with, um, breaking away from the TV and Netflix and all that, but I think. After the first evening, I think you can you, you, your body kind of switch off a bit from that, and you start yeah. appreciating everything else. Um, and I think it is it's, it's gaining in popularity that kind of. You, um, you don't realise how much you get caught up in this. You know how many times you look at your phone mm. and the social media thing. You know, yeah. and like when I go to Ireland, I was there for two weeks, three weeks rather than May. It was a handful of times I looked at my phone, and do you know what? Is it's not until you. You, you have a couple of days without it, you realise how good it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, it's addictive, isn't it? It's, um, but you were saying about, you know, it's almost like the wild camping experience. Now, of all the fisheries I've ever been to, really, even since the early days, this, to me, is probably 
the, the closest you're going to get to experience wild fishing. For, for a man-made stillwater, I think yeah. you're right, yeah. yeah. A lot of them, you can see they're man-made. But this lends itself to, you know, looking at that bridge now going over there, mm. it's, it's age to it and it looks like it's always been there. Well, I think, and the reeds. Yeah, I, th I think it naturally is. is as I, I've said to you before, I mean, uh, when it was being excavated almost 40 years ago, I mean, it was predominantly peat. So, I mean, there must have been some kind of water body there, maybe tens of thousands of years ago, maybe. Um, so it kind of, um, yeah, it kind of suits it, I think, yeah. And what I like about it is, you know, and I'm knocking fisheries, which, you know, the put and take, you know, some of them, they're overstocked and you catch fish in a matter of minutes. Mm. Um, but I think because you get so many catch and release anglers here, which is popular for catch and release, a lot of the fish tend to get a little bit wise. So you've got to work, it's more of a challenge. Yeah, it can be, um, you know, um, you know, still got to provide, the, you know, ensure that there's enough sport for everybody. I mean, you know, the catch rates have probably increased since it was a, a put and take. I mean, you know, you, you take it, you know, um, the first, you know, um, 15 years it was open, 20 years it was open, um, being a put and take fishery. I mean, if someone had four fish in a four fish bag, that was a good day's fishing. I think now that yeah. there's a catch and release, um, and uh, you know that there's an option to take fish, of course, because you need the throughput of fish in the lake. But now with the, the catch and release option or the sporting option, uh, fishermen expect to catch more during the day. So I mean, I'd say the average catch rate is, you know, for a, a good angler, you want it to be around the six eight fish probably for the day. Well, you, funny you used to say that now because it was, you always worked for your limit, mm. and you have your four fish. You, f you feel you've achieved yeah, if you, you the caught, limit. Yeah, if you caught your fourth now, do you fish... Think, do you think anglers now have got better or the stocking has gone more? Or what's the reason for people catching more fish now? Uh, do you know, I mean, I think the onset of sporting, you know, uh, catch and release in some fisheries has improved fishing uh, because you're not fishing for stupid fish. You know, years ago, I mean, you know, each evening fish went in. They hadn't seen a fly before in their lives. Um, they'd been pellet fed, um, they go in the lake and chances are there's a very good chance they were caught the next day by the first fly that they saw going through the water. Yeah. Uh, the onset of sporting catch and release I think has helped um, improve angling but I mean that's up for de debate. I mean but yeah it, it's, I think it's you know we've been a sporting catch and release fishery now for 20 years maybe 21 years and um, I wouldn't necessarily want to go back to a, a put-and-take fishery. I think we'd be, we'd be losing an awful lot of anglers that don't necessarily want to take fish home. You know? yeah. yeah, it's nice of a mixture, I guess, though. You yeah. do get some to take. It's important to have that throughput of fish. You've got to be able to put fresh fish in the lake and to have the older fish leave the lake at the same time, to have a good fishery. Yeah. Like, I, I guess, in your head, you, you've got an idea of a figure, how many fish is in the lake, or thereabouts. Mm and you try to keep it at that figure all the time. Now, because people catch and release, no doubt you get losses. Mm. So do you have a percentage which, you know, say for instance, 100 fish come out this week. Mm. Do you put a little bit more in then to top up with what you expect? Yeah, that's one aspect. You know, you always monitor the fish leaving the lake. Of course, sometimes if you get a bit of predation, you can't necessarily um, factor in those fish or the, the number of those fish. 
I would say um, it's, it's basically monitoring and how is you know and keeping an eye on how is fishing. Um, you know, you could have very difficult uh, periods in the year where the conditions are making the fishing hard. So you would you, you've got the ability to put more fish in to kind of balance it out a little bit. But it's more so on, on how it's fishing rather than the number of fish that may be coming out of the water each day or each week, you know. Yeah. Um, and and you, you, want to, you want to have that throughput of fish. You want to be able to introduce fresh fish, you know, every fortnight, you know, at least, you know, into the lake. I notice you, you've got the ponds there, the rearing ponds. Mm -hmm. Do you actually bring fish on still? Or you we just... don't necessarily um, rear fish in now. It's, uh, it's, it's disappointing in a way. I mean, I did like that aspect of it. It was a lot of hard work. But it was nice to have your own fish reared. But unfortunately, partly because we're a spring-fed uh, fishery, with the flows that would go down in the summer months, um, we used to rely quite heavily on pumps for oxygenation and circulation and things like that. Now, with the cost, as everybody knows, the cost of energy these days, uh, for a small enterprise uh, like us, it, it would basically cost me more to rear my own fish than it would be to buy them in. Um, we do hold fish here. Uh, it's always nice to have fish in the, as you know, in the in the stew pond or the square pool, as you call it. And we grow them on, and it's a nice little attraction for people to feed the fish there as well. But um, yeah, we, we we just source our fish outside now because I mean the the big fisheries obviously they've got a, a far better supply of water. They can do it uh, more, you know. Uh, you know, and more efficiently than perhaps we could do. On a I know. Is that well? The last time I fished you, um, you had quite a few spartics. Mm -hmm. You still got the spartics? Yeah, in we there. still have spartics, and we we tend to stock uh, stock them every autumn. Yeah, we always oh, put a it? few in every autumn, and um, they're excellent fish. I, I'd say at any one time you've got probably three. You can call it three generations. You know, three years. Uh, you know, th uh, you know, three generations of spartics in the lake. They they, they do last very well. They they are hard. And they got to be returned anyway. They got to be returned. Uh, same as the brown trout. Any notable fish this year? Anything which, I suppose you you were surprised yourself sometimes. You look at the lake, and all of a sudden something comes out. You think, Jesus, he must have been in in a while. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, we we constantly stock good sized fish. We uh, we had a good injection of uh, big fish earlier on in the year. And um, they'll tend to hide during the summer months, you know, they'll go down and find the deep areas. But every now and again, one appears, and it's always nice to see. I think with this rain now and the water temperatures, kind of, what, what we'll see now is that there's such a volume of water going in from the spring, and of course you've got the rainfall, is you'll have, you won't have much in the way of difference between the surface temperature and the, and the temperature at the depth. So what you'll see is you'll start to see some of those big fish starting to come up in the water and start to show themselves. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, in the coming weeks now, we'll start to see some of those bigger fish um, being taken. And there's a, a lot of them in there. And of course, you know, what we tend to find in the summer months, everybody's fishing lighter gear, you know, the, the five pound tippets, the small flies. And, you, you, you know, you get a lot of stories of big fish being lost, more yeah, than you yeah. get them being landed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, when they start turning over then to the eggs and the bung and the lures, um, these, these, they tend to stay on a bit better then because, you, you, you know, obviously using, high, you know, a stronger leader. I noticed in the international that was here, some of the anglers, in fact, the Irish anglers were fishing really fine, small tippets and small flies yeah it's like a few years ago you wouldn't even think of doing that on a small water no that's it it's um it goes to show that they maybe they've seen all the bigger flies they're more selective in what they're taking yeah this is it it's, it's um it doesn't matter what time of year it is 
it'll always have those small little flies on the surface and um yeah it, it you know that's that's the competition that's the uh one thing I, I noticed as well when i was talking to you on the phone before i came you said there was a guy here last night and he was having fish into dark yeah. a lot of the waters you know, in fact, some of the worst waters, reservoirs, you've got to be off the water four and five o'clock now. Mm. And Chew Valley, you're looking at sunset. Mm. Whereas, you know, a lot of the fish don't feed until like an hour after yeah. sunset. Yeah. You, the anglers, is it a time you want the anglers to go? Or do they... oh, when I can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always been the case. We've, we've opened we've seven days a week, uh, eight until it gets dark, whichever time, you know, whatever time that is in the year, you know. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you know, that's the best time to catch fish. You know, is this? Uh, if I could open earlier in the morning, I would. But uh, um, I, what I can give them is is those few hours in the uh, yeah. late evening. You know. And if anybody wants to to come here, and have one of the famous breakfasts you've got, uh, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you still do the worst breakfast? I we do yes. Yeah, that was with the cockles. Cockles and lava bread, yes. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I'll have to come it's, back it's for that. Some some take it up. It's, I I quite like lava bread it's, uh, and cockles, you know. But uh, not everybody's cup of tea. No, but the I, lava I bread. Like it. If your father would be here now and see this, he wouldn't recognise, would he? Yeah. That that there wasn't it. That was original. That's right. Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, he'd be sat here with his pipe and uh, yeah, watching the fishermen, having a good chat when they came in. I yeah. remember one of the first times I came here, it was with Peter Cockwell, did a feature here. Mm. That was some years ago. If I remember right, there was a boat, there wasn't a bridge then. No. There was a rope. Was it a boat? No, there wasn't even a rope. There was a boat, but no rope. You had to row or paddle across the island, which, um, yeah, it was quite exciting on times. I noticed on that piece there, that's like a drawbridge, is it? It is, well spotted. That's to enable the weed cutting boat to get to the other side. And the, you know, it's a weed cutting boat. Oh, so you a, lift that and the boat goes under a, it. It's a utility gap. boat as well. But yeah, the boat, you, you, you've, um, you've got a bigger boat and unfortunately the, big, the bridge wasn't originally designed for it. So we've had, no. to, we've had to do a few um, bits on it and uh, we've got a drawbridge now. So we're coming up to 40 years next year. Yeah. Have we got anything planned? I we I've nothing I've got nothing down on paper, but we'll have to do something uh, yeah. next June. Be yeah. nice to have like a, a, a an event or a. We'll have to have a, like a bit of an open day and a bit of a get together and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a milestone. Like Forty years. It's it's hard to believe. Yeah. It's, um, it's normally businesses last forty years, is it? Right. Yeah. Let's hope we can uh, last next year. And it's grown. You're very much uh, proactive. Yeah, you've got to Business be, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to, you know, I know the accommodation, we've got another cottage online this year as well, you know, so we've got the two cottages and the two lodges. Um, so, and we've got the meadow camp now. And we've got the CL with the touring caravans. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's really good to, you know, continue and improve what you've got. There's always a danger of, of expanding too much and spoiling the actual attraction of the place as well. So, I mean, it's all keeping everything in, in proportion, you know, and not, you know, it's, it's, it's a quiet, nice environment and that's how yeah. it needs to stay, yeah. yeah. Well, there are fish moving, but I think I will give it a miss and come back and have a, a night in your tent, actually. Yeah. Well, many thanks for the chat. Oh, you're welcome, Kerry. Always a pleasure. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Fantastic. Cheers, Jamie. Cheers, Kerry. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, please consider becoming a Patreon 
where you'll get weekly podcasts and access to over 140 episodes, behind-the-scenes photography to go with each episode, plus other exclusive content and prizes. To become a Patreon, visit patreon.com forward slash casting with Kerry Jones or you can find the link on my website castingwithkerryjones.com That's all for now and tight lines and don't strike too soon. <laughs>